from Landgrant <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers podcast. My name is Eric. I'm the AGM here in the... Land Grant Tap Room, and today I am joined with co-founder, creative director, Mr. Walkies. Hello. Hi, Walt. And we also have Meredith Miles, director of communications. Hi, everybody. And captain of the ship, Dan Schaefer, head brewer. Ahoy. And guys, today we are talking about a brand new release. This is the first batch of orchestration, Czech Dark Lager. Dan, take it away. Tell us about orchestration. Check check it out, Dan. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really glad we didn't go with a, a Czech pun for the name. That's we not tried for to, lack we tried of our best. <laughs> Checkmate. There's so many punny names. It's just, yeah, I, I like orchestration. But anyway, um, so what the hell is a Czech dark lager? Or a tamave pivo, as uh, they say in the Czech Republic. Um, what does it say that one more time? Tamave pivo. Tamave pivo. Um, right off the tongue. <laughs> So this, I think probably the best description I've read for this is if you made an American porter with lager yeast, it would taste like this. So it's not as, as like spare as a Schwarz beer, which is just like a lager with some, some dark malt in it. Um, and it's not as rich and fruity as like a Dunkel. Um, so it's kind of in between there, but it also has a bigger um, hot presence than either of those. There's a pretty hefty dose of saws in this, uh, and it's got a, a pretty bitter slap to it. Um, so that's kind of where it sits. The pretty bitter snap is is so present for me because when I take a sip of it on the front end, it's very toasty and roasty and all those like dark notes. And then you get that snap at the end. And that's what I think makes it interesting. Like each time I take a sip, it's really interesting because it tastes a little different on the front end than the back end. Yeah. And the bitterness is not like an IPA bitterness either. This is a perfect alternative beer to uh, our IPA heavy lineup. Yeah. Just like classic Euro bitter. But this um, this also does have a little bit more caramel character than uh, either of those other styles. But um, oh, what the hell we put in this thing? Yeah, the aforementioned Saws, uh, classic Czech. Uh, also, yeah, 5.7% ABV, 30 IBUs. Um, used uh, Pils malt from our friends at Origin, um, and they're in Munich as well. A little bit of Cara Munich and uh, Black Prince, which uh, I think we've discussed before as a dehust uh, dark malt so you don't get any of that uh, roasty character, just kind of uh, dark chocolate coffee notes. Um, and we actually used uh, a uh, the Omega Pilsner 2 is the, uh, the Pilsner Urkel uh, Czech lager strain. There you go. Well, it is fantastic. This is actually my new go-to beer in the tap room. I like this. As I said, it's a nice alternative to uh, IPAs, which are you know one of my favorite styles. But in this colder uh, 
well, unseasonably warm January, <laughs> I guess I should say. Uh, this has been a great, great beer to drink this month. Uh, I've really been enjoying it. I may or may not have crushed a, a sixer getting ahead of ourselves uh, last night. So, Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely have enjoyed a couple. Uh, Curling League started back up, and I have a team on Tuesday nights. And usually I gravitate towards something a little darker when you're out there. It kind of feels in the moment. And this is a little bit more... Um, I would say a little more crushable than a couple of the others just by nature of it's slightly lower ABV and it's not heavy. It's just, it's, it's toasty, but it's not like thick or anything like that where sometimes when you're drinking them, it just, Mm -hmm. it feels too heavy. So I definitely, definitely have been a come a fan. I didn't know much about a Czech dark lager, but now I do and I'm into it. Yeah, definitely nice change of pace and nice to have something dark. It's not your, your stouts or black IPA, something a little bit different, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, really great beer for this time of year, for sure. Yeah, I love how like kind of cold it is on the tongue too. It's just it goes down really, really nicely. Well, I know you're not a big lager guy though. Generally, is this still uh, is that true for this beer, or uh, is this an exception because it's kind of a darker? Um, yeah, I mean, I typically like just personal preference tends more towards the the hoppy stuff and um, less towards the the crispy lagers. Um, but that's not to say, like, I, I don't dislike a lager. Sure. Um, and I think this is, and this, yeah, this is, it's kind of a different style for us. And, um, no, it's, like I just said, it's a nice change of pace. It's, and it's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, lagers typically, like, they're, I don't, they're not simple. There's a lot of, like, subtlety to them. Um, but this has a, like a whole lot going on down pack and um, yeah it's just really nice beer well I already uh, admitted that I, I may or may not have taken down a six pack during my <laughs> poker game last night at home responsibly but where does this uh, where does this fall in the crushability meter for you guys how crushable is, is orchestration how crushable is it um, it's not super heavy ABV wise um, but it's a, it's, there's a lot to it I would put it at a. I'm between a three or a four. So I'll let everyone else go and I will round up to whatever you guys said. <laughs> well, I would say I'm at a four. I think for that reason, the ABV under 6%, you know, at what, five and at 5.7. Um, I think at the, the snap of bitterness at the end is probably, I would at some point need to break it up a little bit and I'm kind of with you three three to four but I feel I feel pretty confident at a four especially like I said if I'm out there curling or I'm out kind of doing something you sort of sip it as you go I, I could see myself easy four yeah I, I will note that uh, as the beer warms up in your glass it will uh, sweeten up a little bit but um, I think I am probably out of four um, yeah I will also mention that I can't believe they actually let us brew this uh, when we <laughs> mentioned it as a style. And haven't had it on the menu. I think in a while. one of the things that, if you're a listener of this podcast, you probably know this better than maybe the average consumer. But we do a lot of really traditional styles that are unique and maybe aren't what you're finding on the grocery shelf all the time. We we have a lot of those in the tap room. I feel like um, it's a priority to ensure that we're kind of doing traditional traditional styles and and keeping true to like the origin story even though we love to play and have fun and come up with really fun creative things so i feel like it's exciting to see this kind of 
transcend the taproom environment and be something that people in the grocery store can get. Because I think a lot of people, either if you're not familiar with the style, I know that the uh, the label art, which we'll get to, will also pull you in for sure. But um, yeah, I, th- I was excited to see this one make it more, I guess we'll call it mainstream. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned last week the label art on this is one of my favorites that I've done. Um, I'm really excited to see this out there. And um, this is one where the name came first. We we came up with that name, Orchestration. Had sort of that classic uh, craft beer like name name style with the the T I O N name. Um, and yeah, with the sort of orchestration like the first thing that came to my mind was like sort of like this like symphony like conductor orchestra kind of vibe but i wanted it to be a little bit weirder than that and so i've always liked the old uh just like that the moog synthesizers and uh so it's kind of the idea of just like yeah this is definitely not how beer is actually made if you uh if you're listening to this podcast you probably know that i would hope but like the idea of like the brewers sitting back there and just like twisting knobs and 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 trying things out and and adjusting things as on the fly. Yeah, it I almost looks like the like, fermenters on the can look like almost like organ pipes. Yeah, kind of coming out yeah, of, yeah, and like yeah, the idea of just like playing music through the fermenters, um, but in this weird sort of analog, but new way, new agey way. I don't know. It there's a there's a better. Uh, articulated metaphor there somewhere, but I just um, I quite liked how it turned out. Well, I feel like wherever you're streaming and listening to this, the cover art of this podcast will have the essentially the beer and the label on it. So take a peek, like even if you're looking on your phone or whatever device you're on, take a look and, and see what we're talking about. I know it's hard in a audio based medium to talk about the visuals, but it is, I think, to Walt's point. It's really cool, and there's some intricacies if you really take some time and, and look at the label. You see the tanks in the back and everything. And I did learn what a Moog was, synthesizer. That was a, a term that was new to me, but got the Moog operator sitting across think, from me I here think, and Dan. Uh, Moog, I forget his first name, but the guy, his last name is Moog. He invented this synth. I think he just recently passed away, too. Uh, so, you know, well, it was unintentional, but may he rest tribute to... Days. To Mr. Moog out there. Well, I do want to urge listeners, go out and buy this beer because I really want Dan to make it again, and I want it to be around for summer uh, so that we can drink it during our summer music series. I feel like this would be a great beer to drink uh, during any one of our outdoor concerts. Our, our summer uh, improv, improvised synthesizer series that we have coming out. <laughs> Featuring the Moog. Yeah, every Saturday night. That'd be cool if we could like decorate our stage with some uh, maybe uh, some fermenters and get a moog up there and get Walt behind the get Walt keys playing the keys. Well, AGM, take take care of it. We're gonna make, make it, it happen. happen. <laughs> We're making it happen. Listener, go buy, uh, buy yourself a Wait, six pack. Wait, did we ever determine how crushable this beer is? Oh well, I think well, we. we were, I think everyone said four, and I said three, and I said I would round up. So well, I think Eric's we're at six. I'm going six on this guy. You're six. I, I, I mean, you know, but this is my, wow. this is a unique spike for me on this one. I like. I'm if you um, actually crush six, then you are legally obligated. That's what I'm to, saying. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's, that's if you've what proven, if if you scientifically the, proven, the science experiment happened last night, oh, and uh, I had a, a fantastic morning. Five stars. Yeah. Four point five is. <laughs> On average, it's four point five crushable. There you for, go. For crushability. Bring that average up. Therefore, yeah, I guess round it up. Once you open the can, you 
bought the whole can, so that makes <laughs> it a five the sound crusher. Of you buying the whole can, it's yep. a fiver um, against all odds. Orchestration comes out at a five. Yeah. I love it. Speaking of sounds, is anyone else singing Moog Operator Me? to yes. the sound of Smooth Operator <laughs> in their heads? He's a Moog Operator. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's going to haunt me. Off the rails. Good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Cool. Well, I think that uh, puts a nice cap then on orchestration. Do you guys have any other notes or anything else you'd like to share about this fantastic beer? No, it's available now. Go get it. It's Go in stores. It's in, our, it. it's in our tap room. Uh, and select bars around town as well on tap. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a good one. And, I feel uh, like it would be a great beer. If you if you do come down to the tap room and you're looking for, since we have a couple new ones out, rolling out this month, um, pretty much, I mean, this year, but come down and get a flight and put it, mix it into your flight because I feel like it, it would be interesting to drink next to other beers. Or as Dan said, let it warm up a little bit and, you know, yeah. taste it first, mm-hmm. then taste it last, maybe in that sequence of beers. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of those beers that as it warms up, it almost improves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it improves probably the wrong word, but you definitely start getting a little more... More flavor. More flavor. I think um, it takes a little bit of the bite and, out of it. And definitely, yeah, change the beer. Um, not Certainly not for the worse, but That's for, how Eric did yeah. the last two. We said four. He did six. It's because those last two warmed <laughs> yeah, up right. a bit. Yeah. They were just sitting out <laughs> on like the table. It's like a brand new beer. They were in the fridge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Calling your name. Awesome. Well, that's orchestration, guys. You heard Walt. You can get it at a grocery store near you or hopefully at a uh, a surrounding neighborhood bar, uh, but definitely also in our tap room. So come on down and get yourself a pint. Uh, Walt, speaking of tap room, what's going on this week? Oh, gosh. Uh, A whole bunch of stuff, probably. Uh, Do you want me to to say what's going on? Uh, that That would be nice, yeah. All right. Cool. I can do that. I like the air mystery, though. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of stuff. Probably a lot. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're kind of in our our stride in terms of the winter programming. Um, trivia's back. Euchre league's going. Curling league's going. Um, but yeah, so Monday nights is our euchre league. Um, if you are a euchre player from the Midwest, come on down. And get here early. Uh, I think play starts at 6 o'clock. Is that redundant? A Euchre player from the Midwest? Is that implied? I think if you play Euchre, you're from the Midwest. <laughs> I think that's fair. And, uh, if I you... like the thought of people flying in for the <laughs> Euchre League. Our Midwest Euchre. Flying in from the coast. Yeah. Flying from the coast. I know we have a lot of listeners uh, in California and uh, uh, in Massachusetts especially. So come on in and uh, get on that Euchre train. But, yeah, we have a Euchre League every Monday. Play starts at 6. Recommend getting down here a little bit early. Get your name on the list. Uh, bring your bring your teammate, and it's a lot of fun. And um, players get a dollar off a slice of well, dollar off every slice yeah. of Mikey's late night slice on Mondays. So get some cheap cheap beats, get some beer, play some euchre, have some fun. Um, Tuesdays our our winter uh, pop culture trivia series is on. We're going into our third it's week. Rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, Team play, so bring your friends. Travis Hoisher is our host, as always. He's hilarious and charismatic and does a great job putting together an awesome trivia game every week. Each week has a special theme. Um, This week's theme is going viral. And uh, don't get triggered. It's not about COVID. It's about (laughs) memes. 
Um, uh, so bring all your meme knowledge, all your all your social media uh, goofiness um, on down. You've managed to listen to this podcast, so I imagine you also understand memes. So come on down, and you could win a prize or two, maybe just one. I don't know. I think there's one that night, but then you can win one like for the series. So if you come down and keep coming down and playing, you could be in the running for the right. series. Yeah. Prize. I think someone needs to buy me a or make me a T-shirt next Christmas that just says "Come on down" because I say "Come on down" so many times on this podcast. It should just be the next beer name. Yeah. Oh yeah, write it down. This could be our spinoff podcast <laughs> where it's just me doing the. Tap room you're like the down. weather guy, except yeah. you're sort of like cruise directing what all we've got going on. That's great. Yeah, um, and that's it. That's all we have going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's probably some other stuff that I'm forgetting about. Um, it is a Franklin's and Friday coming up sometime soon, second Friday of the month, whenever that might be. Pretty far. Pretty far out. <laughs> it was last week. It so. was last week. <laughs> so you still got a month. I don't. But. It's hard to. But there, hey, there's always to, one we're coming. We're in time on this thing. I don't know what day it is Listen, when in, this podcast comes out. In the winter, though, out. I mean, curling and igloos are the two really awesome things that we have going on and can always come down. I think people forget Any that day of the, week. the igloos are just a great, like, if you wanted to come down and have a beer, you could just have a beer in an igloo, which is just a little bit of a plus up of yeah. your experience. Yeah, and I mentioned Curling League. We have our Curling League Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. They are full this year, but if that's something that sounds super fun to you, um, put it on your calendar to make sure you sign up next uh, holiday season for the for next year. Or come, on, come on down now and do a test come run. Come on down. See if you, you, like could, you can come play curling, but just the league is full. Yeah, and we actually, we did have um, a group who was interested in curling. They had reached out and basically said, like, we, we, we don't totally understand it. We want to check it out. So they came during a league night and felt like they could watch and kind of engage in a different way because it was, you know, a recurring league game after game and things like that. They actually came down and got, got the gist, and then they felt confident about booking their lanes. <laughs> so they came down and scouted it they, out. Basically, yeah, yeah. And, and they did it. So there they you go. It. That's as good of a <laughs> pitch as anything I could come up with. So these people came down here and watched mm-hmm. it and decided, yes, that's something I want to do. So there you go. Sweet. Do what they did and uh, come curl with us. And, yeah, do we have a question or anything? No questions from a listener, but I have a question. What's the beer for next week that we're going to be talking about? Oh, it's a good one. It says here on the sheet, Meredith, that you made. They're not supposed to know there's a sheet. You know, they're not supposed to know that I made it. And it seems that we're doing a beer. killing all the mystique. (laughs) This is all staying in, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, this is a very special beer for us it's a double ipa mm-hmm. What's it with called? a very silly name it's aptly named and it is called we should start a podcast what? who hasn't yeah. thought of that that's such we a great idea yeah. we should start a podcast speaking of silly can art this one's <laughs> extra dumb and um <laughs> i think we got special guests coming in maybe hopefully hopefully, hopefully. all right well we're, we're working tuned. the phones trying to get Stay some tuned. special guests in yeah, yeah. Also, how sad is it that we have an outline for this every week, and this is what this podcast has become? (laughs) (laughs) I I pride myself in this podcast. This is the best thing I do all week. Yeah, I always have a great time. This podcast got me through COVID, and it's getting me through 2023 so far. Well, let's not get sentimental about it. We got to shut down. It's getting you through 2023. (laughs) It's like the third week. Hey, just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Bye.